0: This is the Generic Live Show for Sunday, the 24th of June, 2018. And it starts right now.
1: To a podcast of the Media Network. For all of our shows and more, visit geek-io.net. And to help support the network, head over to patreon.com/GeekIO.
0: Generic live show. i <laughs> on the generic live show for Sunday the 24th of June 2018. My name is Campbell and welcome to the generic live show, the most generic live show on the internet with the most gargled it shows in history. Don't fact check that, it's again we, we there's no need to fact-check a new show, right? too real too real a little too real a little too real uh thank you for joining us here on this sunday it's now coming here with you and we're doing it for geeky thanks for joining us we do apologize uh for the gargled uh intro but you know we're doing it Uh, if you're not in america it's not too real (laughs) Harry with the punch out today. All right, thank you everyone for joining us. Uh, hi, my name is Water Buffalo. Um, thanks for joining us. We'll see you all next time. Hope you've enjoyed this KKA program. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Not if you're in America. All right, let's. Uh, we got a huge show planned for you guys because I wasn't here last week. Thank you everyone for your patience. Whoa, fuzz <laughs> Thank you everyone for. Uh, uh, thank you everyone for uh, sticking by us. Uh, last week, thank you for uh being uh, around last week for no one. <laughs> he says to Corson and Rhino, who was so upset last week that the show wasn't here and uh that, that actually warms my heart that that someone says that sunday this this Sunday rock block is a major part of their of their week and i I do greatly appreciate everyone who sent the kind messages uh, the boats were out here. Um holidaying it up, vacationing it up. we were actually in the red forest by this time, uh, last week. So it, it was just great. Again, I'll let I'll let the boats uh tell their story because it's their their vacation. It's their stories to tell. But I said this in the pre-show. But again, be prepared for another animal-based character. Be prepared for water buffalo to have some competitions for the best character on the network. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, there's there's some there's some surprise. Hackari uh, says I'm allowed to make fun of my own country if I want, at least for now. That's true. That's true. the, the jokes are funnier at Burger King or something. I don't know. Ah, uh, hey! It's <laughs> I haven't done the show in two weeks, so I don't know how this this show works. Uh we talk about articles, I say some stupid stuff and we go home, right? Is that, that's this show? I did turn up to the right show. And uh, we had a fantastic pre-show that you can get a Patreon patreon.com slash geekio we did we did uh, water buffalo in retail uh because and now's a good time to bring this up the plastic bag ban is on like donkey kong with major retailer woolworths demanding that you bring your own plastic uh, reusable green bags uh, we've talked about this a lot in the pre-show so we're going to Skip through this. There's this two-minute video that basically explains everything. So we're going to watch that now, hopefully, with no ads. One Biggest cross. Here we go. The
1: first of the major supermarkets to roll out a national ban on plastic bags. Customers will no longer be given disposal bags for free from today, ahead of changes to environmental laws. Let's go live now to our Melbourne reporter, Patrick Murrell. Pat, we've been warned, but today's the day. Yeah, from today Woolworths is phasing out the plastic bag and what this means for you is if if you're going to do the grocery shopping at Woolies from now on you won't see those grey plastic bags at the checkout or at the self-checkout. Instead you'll have to remember to bring your own or pay 15 cents for a reusable plastic bag or 99 cents for a sturdier green bag and this will apply to all businesses within the Woolworths group including BWOS. It's estimated to remove around... 3.2 billion plastic bags from circulation in Australia in an effort to protect the environment.
2: We're taking a number of steps across our retail environment, across uh, the the jurisdictions, to ensure that we improve our environment. And I have to say, today will be an adjustment for families who come to to Woolworths uh, to buy their fruit and veg. Uh, But it's an adjustment worth making in the interests of the environment and it won't be long before their normal habits will involve using a a different bag as opposed to the single-use plastic bag, which has been
1: so damaging to our environment. So thank you, Woolworths, for your leadership. Now, surveys show people are generally supportive of this. Between 75% and 85 and 80% of customers support the move, but there is some concern that customers will be the ones paying for it instead of the businesses themselves. Take a listen to a few shoppers earlier this morning.
0: Um, I think it's great for the environment. I'm really happy to go along with it. It's a little bit of a nuisance because, you know, you forget your bags, but eventually I'm sure everyone will get used to taking
1: them.
2: It's a great idea. It doesn't affect us. I mean, we haven't used plastic bags for ages.
1: Now, Woolworths won't be the only one from next month. Coles will be joining in banning plastic bags too, and this follows moves by every state government in Australia, except for New South Wales, to ban the plastic bag from shops.
0: Woolworths no, we're not reliving that two minutes again uh yeah it's 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 a move that was announced over two years ago, I think as we talked about on the show it's one of those things where no three years ago twenty fifteen when South Australia, Victoria, and western Australia again, every state except for New South Wales because thanks New south Wales, New south Wales, uh thanks Sydney. <laughs> Again, like that face that I just did doesn't work good on audio, but I just went certain face. Um, Yeah, and and Kerry Kerry says it's a a great move. I wish America did this. I think some uh, localities uh, have done it, but it's difficult to do on a national scale. It it very is. It's very difficult to do on a national scale. Uh, And again, we're, uh, we're talking about one piece of the country that is doing it this month. Over the next couple of weeks, uh, again with another major uh, supermarket group doing it uh, in the, in next week or the week after, one of the two. <clears throat> Excuse me, but again, it's changing people's habits, and I think that that's going to be the more the more difficult thing of changing people's habits is uh, is is going to be very difficult to do over time. Uh, full disclaimer: I I work for the Woolworths Group. I I don't know why I need to do that as well. I currently am employed with the Woolworths Group for another 32 days uh, (laughs) before I change my entire life. But I still have to throw that out there. And I worked yesterday, uh, and I got some displeased customers that not necessarily that they had to pay for bags... Although, one was kind of alluding to it, but putting it on me. And two, another one that that said that I shouldn't... Get this. Hey, there's the train. Hey, get this. That I my, my pay should be deducted because I don't know how to pack a green bag. Granted, I am not the best packer, and it was my first... T- It was my first day back in two weeks that I hadn't, you know, that I hadn't, the, the new system was put in place within that two weeks, and so, yes, I was not good at packing these new bags because I hadn't dealt with these new bags, and this lady, you know, was like, your pay should get deducted because you don't know how to pack, and... I, I, I didn't retaliate, but I felt like going, well, have at it, you know, you know, have fun, you know, it's one of those things where it's just like, you can pack it if you want, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things, and also that's part of the, the, the deal as well, that if the customer doesn't want you to put them in bags, we are now allowed to scan the items in loose and it's up to the customers to pack them in their car loose or in their own bags when they get back to their vehicle. Now, with that, the liability of breakage goes up as well because, you know, having that, you know, having breakage on items is huge. And what's to say that they break it out in the car park where there's no security cameras and then coming in say, getting, trying to get a refund when it was their own fault on a broken item, if that makes sense, when it was in perfect, good condition when they bought it. So there there, are, there are pros and cons. I, I'm in support of the move. I'm very in support of the move. It's a fantastic incentive uh, to try and help the environment again billions of bags to take plastic to billions of tons of plastic to take out of circulation is always a good thing. No one's, no one's going to disagree with that, you know. And I think if it would it's it, if it's difficult to do that here and change people's habits out here, I would not like to see this done in America. I would I would love to see it done in America, but again, it would have to be this piecemeal thing of doing states at a time. You couldn't say, "All right, I declare two months from now, hard no on plastic bags." If that makes sense, you would either be have to be one of two ways: one, it would have to be a piecemeal mail state, or, or two, uh, you know, stop supplying them and only keep supplying them until they run out. If that makes sense. Which, that's hard to do, manage as well, because different registers need uh, need to be done, uh, have certain amount of bags, and if that register runs out, they'd have to run and grab. It, it, It's I don't have, you know, the exact control of it. Uh, Kerry says it would be easier to be done via the corporations themselves if the government does it, conservatives uh, throw a, throw my favorite term of the day, a shit fit. I, I, I want the, I want to use the term shit fit more often. And two, that's, 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 that's true as well. This is, this is very government driven and I have to keep, rem- and people have to keep reminding themselves of that, that it again is government driven saying you can't, su- you can't supply plastic, Single-use bags from this day, and it's not. And people keep forgetting it's not the corporations that have done that. It's Woolworths' choice that they've done it two weeks ahead of time to again try to work out the kinks, but you know, just in case the supply runs out, you know, they they've done it two weeks ahead of the day, and hit, and it, people keep forgetting it's not their fault. But if environment as Kerry says it, but if environmental Groups uh, can uh convenience stores I uh, convince excuse me, I can't read today, but if environmental groups can convince stores that bring green and marketable is more profitable for them, then it it'd be doable. It yeah, that's true, and that's and again people are uh, saying that it's the corporate corporations fault and damn these multinational corporations. Damn them. No! They're evil! He will try to make money! Relative concepts! Ugh. And people that think like that, and I'm not necessarily a massive capitalist, but everyone has to live, so. <laughs> <I> <laughs> this is my everyone has to live dance that I like to do every day of my life. But you know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things where it's. <laughs> the I have to live dance. Uh, and it's definitely marketable because, and uh, trying to convince them and making it marketable for them and more profitable for them. You've got to think these bags are branded with these store logos on it. And it, again, it's more portable advertising for, for them. Uh, you can go over to uh, geek-i.net slash generic live home and pick yourself up a generic live home tote bag and take to the supermarket as well. Uh, (laughs) shameless plug of the out Again, this is my uh, everyone-has-to-make-money dance. Uh, Very uh, high-quality organic material and you can help your favourite creator, which, of course, is me. But, again, like, other companies are now going to invest into... invest in these green bags because it's... uh, making these green bags because it's more... Advertising for them Uh, Kerry uh, Kerry says I picked one up from my local supermarket That has a recipe for grilled steak On the side that's a good idea See there you go Like little factoids Or little Little things that aren't necessarily Just the the company logo Ah, There you go I picked one uh, A grilled uh, mm, I want grilled steak now hmm, There you go, that's, that's, that's fun. And that, again, creates incentive for the, the, the businesses to do creative things with these bags because they, uh, have to supply them here now. So there you go. Apparently they made one with a milkshake recipe and a guac one too. You know, I, I, I said I don't have time for side tangents, but... I, you can't go past a good guacamole, right? You can't go past it. You 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 have to stop what you're doing and eat the guacamole and then continue with your day. You cannot go past it. And a good milkshake too, for that matter. Uh, but this article doesn't doesn't provide too many other details that I that I haven't uh, provided. Basically, the range is the $15 reusable bags, the 99 cent green bags, which Ironically, a colored green. Uh, yes, Kerry, stop guac and roll! Yes! Yes! Uh, stop and eat the guac. <laughs> it's my new show coming soon called uh, Guac Around. <laughs> stop guacking around. <laughs> Stop, guac, and roll. I might actually have to invest in that for a show title. That is that is way too good not to be used. <laughs> uh, try to copy that. Stop, guac, and roll. I just found the uh, opening to the show. Alright, there we go. There you go. Alright, stop, guac, and roll. Stop guac around, they're saying. Mm. <laughs> but again, the, the, they have... Uh, multitude of uh, options that you can have. You again have the fifteen cent reusable ones, the ninety nine cent green ones, the two dollar fifty, uh, sorry two forty nine, but may as well be two fifty uh, bags that you can put cold items into, like insulated bags. You can also buy for whatever reason, and this is the bag I don't understand, and this is the bag. That, that's going to have the most issues, I think, is going to be the 99 cent foldable lace bag. And again, I already see that one causing problems. Uh, why? Because lace does not hold that many items. I'm just saying. As a... Mm, no. Nope. <laughs> nope. Moving off that track, lace bags probably tend to break when you put items in it. <laughs> lace breaks. <laughs> hashtag lace breaks. Join the conversation. Use the hashtag lace breaks in our Discord. Geek dash I don't know. But if you've got any opinions on this, please uh, feel free because it's a hot button issue. Please do feel free to join the Discord and have a conversation there or email the show at. Uh, show at geek-io.net GLS in the subject line Uh, I almost gave out my email address uh, which you can probably email to dale at geek-io.net or show at geek-io.net GLS in the subject line if you've got any opinions on this or how you think your country should uh, reduce the bags it'd be be great to to get other opinions on the story from other countries as well and and other states that have already... uh, already introduced a ban like this so there you go it'll be it'll go to get uh, an opinion uh, of other people all right let's move on now to uh to telstra who are having a tough time it weighs heavily on me telstra ceo feels for axe workers he fires them and now feels bad for them uh, Telstra Chief Executive Andy Penn admitted his decision to slash a quarter of the telco's workforce weighs heavily on him, in equates, but defended the move is best interest to shareholders, the company, and over the long term. Okay, no, I... No. I understand. Yes, and... Yes, and... You can... I don't want f- to fire people, but I have to. doesn't sit well for me. As a person who has been in that position, that doesn't sit well for me. It weighs heavily on him, but it's a move that has to happen. No, it's not a move that has to happen. It's a move that, has t- it's a move that is going to make his shareholders happy. There's a difference. I'm just saying that the there is there is a huge difference, huge difference. Telstra announced on Wednesday it would cut eight thousand uh, dollars, eight thousand dollars, eight thousand jobs from its payroll as it struggles with strong competition from mobile and internet customers as well as the impact of the NBN. Here is Andy Pan, 2 Now Telstra is an amazing organisation.
2: We've been connecting people for more than a hundred of years. Um, Firstly, we connected them with fixed lines, then with mobiles, then to the internet and of course these days we're connecting things as well. And as we reflect on the state of technology today, connectivity has become more important than it has ever been and will continue to be so in the future. And Telstra has always been a leader in technology innovation and providing great connectivity. But at the same time, the telecommunications sector has never been under more pressure. With the development of the NBN very significant increased competition, a lot of pressure to invest from a perspective of investing in these new technologies. And the great news is two years ago, we announced that we would be increasing our capital investment by an additional $3 billion to create the platforms that we would need for the future. And without those investments, we would not be able to announce what we're announcing this morning, which is a new strategy for Telstra, which is at its heart, first and foremost, has us looking to radically simplify and change the nature of telecommunication products and services for all customers in Australia because we know there are many pain points in the telecommunication products that customers receive today and our commitment is to eliminate them. We're also taking a similarly radical approach to the simplification of our business. We will reduce the number of layers of management by by two to four layers across the organisation and further accelerate the new ways of working we have in the company as well as introducing new structures that will enable us to consolidate a lot of the large-scale back-office processes uh, that a large company like Telstra has uh, today. Now all of this simplification enables us to increase our productivity program by an extra billion dollars to two and a half billion dollars. But what it also does mean, and this is very difficult news, is it does have an impact on the number of jobs at Telstra and we anticipate that about 8,000 roles net will leave the company over the next three years. And that's obviously very difficult news to share because Telstra is an amazing organisation, amazing family of people. And that was why it was so important for me to speak to the teams first in delivering that news. But if we're gonna be competitive, if we're gonna deliver the sort of products and services to our customers, if we're gonna deliver for our shareholders, I have to be authentic and I have to be transparent that that's the scale of change that Telstra needs today. We are setting up funds and support for our uh, people that are impacted and we will obviously communicate more about that uh, over the next three years as we roll out the changes. The final piece of the strategy is the establishment of a new business unit within Telstra owned 100% to house our infrastructure assets, our fixed infrastructure assets because of the value of these which will enable us to better manage those assets uh, and give us optionality in the future, particularly in a post-NBM
0: world. Uh, that was, <clears throat> excuse me, that was Andy Penn talking about the uh, job cuts at Telstra, and I, I, I think a lot of this has to come down to the response of the major outages that have been occurring in the Telstra network for the last couple of months now, almost up to a year, uh, Tesla had uh, 32,293 employees at the end of the 2017 financial year, which would be July 1, basically this time last year, they had uh, 32,293 employees. Now, I find it funny, no, not funny is the wrong word, I find it Ironics, definitely not the word. I find it fascinating is not quite the right turn of phrase either. Uh, I find it... We'll go with fascinating. I find it fascinating that after Telstra's major PR issue from, from having all of these outages, their immediate response is to cut middle management and create an infrastructure se- sector. I find it that those two things don't really go hand in hand. Uh, I think, yes, they realise that their share price has gone through the floor and they need to do something drastic to try and rectify that. I get that. But I think that their spin-off alternative to separate products and services and infrastructure is an interesting move to try... And set up the company to be sold. Uh, Brass prediction for four years' time. Telstra's getting... Telstra is getting sold. To who? I have no idea. But mark my words. By the 25th of June, 2020. That would be two years down. By 2021. (laughs) That would be three years. (laughs) I can't do math. Uh, (laughs) I... Telstra uh, Telstra's getting sold. Now, an aspect of Telstra's getting sold. I don't know if the Telstra if the entire company is getting sold, but I have a feeling that the infrastructure part that they can't keep up with the national broadband network infrastructure as well as their products and services and continuing to improve those. It one of those units is getting sold off and my brass prediction is more leaning towards the infrastructure side and they're gonna handle hand that over to someone who can do that. And it's not like telco's uh, it's it's not like telecommunications in Australia is struggling at the moment. Hell, we got eight thousand. We got one losing eight thousand dollars and one failing to stream the World Cup when they uh, got paid uh, millions and millions of dollars to do that. So it's not like the telecommunications in Australia is getting a bad light at the moment. <sighs> that was a long sentence, and intended as satirical, but it's a strange move, like. Eight thousand jobs of mostly middle management are going. That's a lot. Uh, they f- they feel for it, and a lot of it, a lot of that, we we covered. Uh, uh, deeply, uh, the, the the quote that, that that particularly stands out to me is this last one, uh, and we'll read it together. Let's read it together. I clearly care about what impacts the share price. I don't spend every day following the share price, but I care about the share price and I know that it impacts our shareholders. So it's a move to try and increase the share price, even though he doesn't, he, ca- he cares about it but doesn't. Ooh. Kara okay, says Josh came home from work and walked in just in time to hear you reacting to Stop Glock and Roll. <laughs> Stop quack and roll is amazing it might be it might be a might be a t-shirt idea or it might be a might be a new show stop quack and roll it's so good all right well let's ladies and gentlemen let's let's stop Quack and roll because it's time for everyone's Favourite segment, it's time for... This is not my show! Or is it? I forget. I can't remember. 1974, 1981, 2002, 2001, 1941, 704... Is it the same as you remember, or is it the same as it ever was? That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We're going vlog I told you we have a lot to get through in this show, and we're at, we got 25 minutes left in the hour. We got like nine stories left. I don't know how we're going to space that in. Hey, gentlemen, it's your favorite segment. It's my favorite segment, at least. That's all that really matters, right? June 1996. It's the same as you remember. Same as it ever was. The Part of the show where we take a look, jump back to the left and slide to the right. Wrong way around, but my camera's weird. June uh, 1996, no, don't, don't, stop, stop that, right now, don't let the show, don't, <laughs> no. <laughs> Love it when love it when the show ends itself. It's, it's kind of good actually. Um, June first, nineteen ninety six. Sony does not renew the lease on the Megatron in Times Square. Sure, that's a thing. H D D V Wanda becomes the Prime Minister of India. I said that wrong. I can guarantee you I said that wrong. Uh, June second, nineteen ninety six. The 50th Tony Awards Masterclass and Rent win. Uh, that would be what? Best play and best musical, respectively? Question mark. Uh, the June 2nd, 1996. The 9th Children's Miracle Network Telethon. And June 5th. The Howard Stern radio show premieres in Me- Memphis, Tennessee on WMFS, WMFS 92.9 FM, and WKB419TheJizz.us. Imagine if Howard Stern ever uh, ever premiered on a thing like WKB419TheJizz. It'd be so weird. Maybe because it's a it's, it's a real radio station that only I use, and uh, Ju- Julia and Noah wed on all my children. Sure, that was a '90s sitcom that that exists. Sure, why not? Uh, June eighth, PBA National Championship won by Butch Super, Butch Super. But- <laughs> Butch Super and Dick Buns Performing live uh, pa- Panama becomes a member of the Burn Conservation Copyright Treaty Sure That's a that's also a thing June 10th 1996 Intel releases 200 megahertz Pentelium Trip chip 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 chop all, it, all My Children was a soap opera. Okay. I, sure. I never watched it. I I could not tell you what it was about. Hey, Siri. What was All My Children about? Um, I'm not sure. See? There you go. Siri's not sure either. All My Children. Is All My... <laughs> It shows all my little Duck ducklings, popular nursery rhyme by Lily and Lair's Learning adventures on YouTube. Sure, it's also a thing. Get out of here! Get out of here, Australian Siri. And uh, June twelfth, nineteen ninety six, three Philadelphia Fed court judges overturned U.S. indecency ban on internet. Sure. Uh, What else we got here? Uh, June 17th, 1996, Howard Stern radio show premieres in Syracuse, New York on WAQX 95.7 FM. June 20th, 1996, Space Shuttle STS 78, Columbia 20, in parentheses, (laughs) launches into space. Hey, June 20th, 1996, the Venezuelan Congress approves DEAL, which allows foreign oil companies to explore and produce oil in Venezuela for the first time since the country's 1975 nationalization of the oil industry. Fun fact. June 23rd, 1996, the Nintendo 64 goes on sale in Japan. Uh, do, do, do Uh, also... Uh, the... June 28th, 1996. Constitution of Ukraine is signed into law. There you go. That's a... That's something, I guess. There you go. Uh, June 29th, 1996. Superman's action comic number one from 1938, is auctioned at South Sotheby, that's a place, at $61,900, there you go, there you go, aww, oh, we forgot to mention this on June 1st, and we'll end on on, on wedding news, on wedding news. 81st U.K. Prime Minister David Cameron, 29 at the time, Weds Businesswoman Samantha Sheffield 25, at Church of St. Augustine of Canterbury in East Hendred, Oxfordshire. That is, the most, that is the most English thing I have ever said on anything ever. And a lot of people died in 1996, and that, ladies and gentlemen, was... This is not my show. Or is it? I forget. I can't remember. 1974, 1981, 2002, 2001, 1941, 704 is it the same as you remember or is it the same as it ever was indeed was it the same as you remember 1996 ah spoiler alert and again this is a favorite bit we like to do on this show i was quite young so i can't remember much of 1996 to be honest uh hey breaking news Beep, beep 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 according to my sources uh, aka apple news and my phone that uh that acqu- um, not acquires uh, accumulates accumulates a lot of news from different sources to help me put the show together a uh, breaking news 12 minutes ago Roseanne says she feels remorse for racist tweet Huh. Hmm. Really? Let me let me read that again to make that sink in. Roseanne says she feels remorse for racist tweet. ladies and gentlemen, I don't like to swear on this show, but we call that the no shit Sherlock moment. It's the no shit Sherlock moment of the day. Uh, it gets it, it, it gets it gets one of these. the, the no shit Sherlock show moment, even though I've now said the S-bomb three times. Alright, uh, moving on. (laughs) Because I just, I like that turn of phrase. It's, it's, it's a great turn of phrase. Alright, so, the last little bit of the hour here, we're gonna, we're gonna run through a lot of these other stories that I have. So, Dream World, uh, the, Park here uh, in uh, Australia on the Gold Coast had uh, had a tragedy late 2016, and I talked about it here on the show, where uh, four people uh, died uh, just uh, on uh, whilst on a ride at at Dreamworld, and they they started the inquiry into it this week, and it has uh, revealed some very tragic. Stuff, and it's it's very heart wrenching. To we've now dragged the show down to where it belongs. Uh, it 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 has it has shared some very heart wrenching stuff, uh, and I wanted to share. This again, it's a bit of a bit of an update on on this story and this inquest being so big. And again, it's it's off. I think it resumes today because it being monday out here it resumes today and uh, i think a lot of the families are now testifying last week was the employees and park staff and the ride operators is is the one that i want to want to focus on and it was a lot of just these two headlines i want i want to read these two headlines back to back for you dreamworld ride controls were confusing. Was one of them. Riot operator only had two hours of training before Rapid, a uh, River Rapids tragedy. Uh, scrolling past those because I don't like. Yep, we're not showing those people because reasons. The riot operator. Let me zoom in here. Uh. Why has this gone grey all of a sudden? Weird. Weird. Weird that this has gone grey. Alright, never mind. The ride operator, working the day of the dream world, uh, world tragedy unfolded, only had given two hours of training before the day of the incident. Peter Nimworth, a senior operator at the park, had given evidence at the inquest into the disaster. She said... His colleague, Courtney Williams, had only been shown how to run the ride Thunder River Rapids the morning of the tragic ap- accident on October 25th, 2016. Uh, there's police outside the courthouse. I'm going to zoom out one. There we go. Cindy Lowe, Kate, uh, good child, her brother Luke Dorset, and his partner, R- Rosie our golly, all died instantly when the ride um, malfunctioned. Further still, documents showed that Mammoth just had 15 minutes training as a supervisor five months prior to the malfunction. So, he only had 15 minutes? Yeah, he only had 15 minutes of being a ride supervisor. But Mammoth said they did regular safety checks, including... Maybe six, in air quotes, on the Thunder River Rapids. Maybe... I have to go full screen for this. Maybe six. Now, this screams to me the fact that they they didn't do... Wouldn't it be logged? Wouldn't all the safety checks be logged for all of this sort of stuff? You would think. Maybe. Maybe. Six. Like, I'm still... I'm still glad that they did safety checks. But maybe six doesn't cut it for me. The maybe part doesn't cut it for me. He tried the previous person that did the safety checks, but when asked if he had any other qualifications, Normoth replied with, "I'm unaware." Oh, the oh ride operator, gotcha. I thought he meant I thought he meant himself. It's just like I'm unaware if I know anything else. That doesn't that doesn't bode well. Uh, at day two of the inquest, Senior Constable Steve Cornish. Uh, told the court a slow-down button to stop the conveyor belt on which the ride operators was not pushed until in- some ten seconds after the two rafts collided. Ten seconds. There's that lovely lady we just flashed on screen. Ten seconds is a long time. Quote, I assume it wasn't pressed until the rafts were inverted, Senior Constable Cornish told day two of the inquest this morning. This was a couple of days ago. Earlier this week, actually. Had Courtney Williams pressed the emergency stop button in the unload area three seconds before the raft became dragged into the mechanics, the incident would have wouldn't have occurred. If pressed, The ride would stop within two seconds. Oof. So this is now becoming uh, a thing of negligence more so than anything else. Senior Constable Cornish had finished giving evidence with the corner calling the supervisor ride operator Peter Norther to the witness stand. Oh, here we go. This is fun. I pressed it more than once. The conveyor did not stop when I pressed it two or three times. So now we're dealing with a faulty... A faulty... Like a faulty ride, essentially. But she was a competent uh, ride attendant who had worked at the Gold Coast Theme Park for two years and had level two operator qualifications because she Miss Williams... Uh, was at the offload station of the ride the day of the incident. Detective Sergeant Brown said that Miss Williams rushed into emergency mode to help Miss Mrs. Lowe's son, Kieran, and Miss Goodchild's daughter, Ebony, who had been thrown clear of the raft. Hmm. Miss Williams gave evidence at the inquest along with 37 other witnesses. Oof. 37 witnesses. That's a lot of people. In 2001, several empty rafts collided and some flipped over when a ride operator was distracted, talking to guests who were waiting uh, to get onto the attraction. An email between staff told the incident in 2001 read, I shudder. When I think, if it had been guests on the ride, the operating day of the inquest had heard. Two thousand four, two rafts collided, sending a guest into water-filled trough. The guest was rescued without injury. Two thousand five, police also said together, three rafts collided when it went up the conveyor belt at the same time. Just a lot of stuff. Several family members of the victims were in the gallery, including Mrs. Goodchild's mother and father, her husband, Dave Turner, and Miss Lloyd's husband, Matthew. I tell you what, it's... it's rough going. Uh, I don't know if it's in one of these two articles, but I, I believe they had an engineer, uh, a te- uh, like, testify. Testify. Uh, they, they had a... they had a... Uh, an engineer testify, and... I tell you what, he described the controls of. I was reading about it. I, I, I saw that, it said that the controls for the ride were confusing at best. Not that once again. If an engineer says confusing at best, you know you're in for some trouble. Confusing at best. Jeepers. That's not fun. I was at this one. It might have been this one. Wasn't sure when. The button to press. It might be this outdoor. But one of the articles I was reading said confusing at best and that's not, that's not fun for anyone. A tree staff member claimed she'd been told to not to worry about an emergency stop button for the ride when the fall guests died in October of 2016. Uh, barrister Stephen Wybro representing victims said an emergency stop button was clearly, are not clearly labelled and a staff member was unaware of its exact functions. Hmm. Uh, she was told not to worry about that button. No one uses it. Oof. Oof. Okay. Oof. Uh, Mr. Wybrose, uh added that a memo to staff in days before the tragedy had discussed the staff using an emergency button. Sheepers. A uh, confusing control panel that was raised uh, by the auditors said an automatic sensor to shut down the ride if water levels dropped to a dangerous level would have prevented the tragedy. Yeah, it wasn't that article, but it was an article where an engineer testified That it was confusing at best. And that... That's the damning part. That is definitely the damning part. And I think this week... And I think we've learnt in this... That... A lot of the... What it comes down to... Is... That... It's... Dreamworld's not going to recover from this at all. It's definitely not going to recover from this. This ride is is gone, or at least I hope it is. No one's no one's actually said, and this is the this is kind of the weird part. No one actually has said that this ride is actually gone or not. And that's the frightening part. If this ride is still in operation, someone fly to the Gold Coast. I'll fly to the Gold Coast right now. At 8:57 and stop that ride from operation right now. I don't have that power, but you know what I mean? Like it's, no one's actually said if this ride is in operation or not. Again, that's the frightening part of if it is still in operation, then we definitely have definitely have some bad news on our hands, folks. Definite bad news. Uh, hey. Speaking of bad news on a house night. Oh, that's definitely a terrible, that's definitely a terrible segue. Definitely a terrible segue. And I feel bad for making it. Definitely. Definitely a bad segue. Alright. Queensland bottle shops, Queensland liquor stores are are getting stitched up. With fake Scotch and tequila are being sold in liquor stores, and you don't. No, you don't need to look far to find it. Los, los, cabos. TEQUILA! Ugh, tequila, it's so gross. And what's it say on it? ALCOHOL composite. <laughs> ALCOHOL composite. That's not a... Not a... It's not a thing. Australian bottle shops are doing roaring trade in fake imported spirits leaving customers, shortchanged, and in some cases potentially putting drinkers at risks. Fake Scotch and Tequila being sold in some of Australian liquor stores, the main brand under investigated failed chemical tests in international laboratories. Their labels claim the spirits are premium imports, but others disagree. Exactly, I agree. And the ABC investigated and unveiled a cocktail of uh, cocktail of. Uh, what am I doing? Okay, never mind. Uh, I'm getting distracted. Hey, Dale, don't get distracted. Uh, dodgy drinks are being served uh, as health spirits in bars and pubs and being sold at independent liquor stores in the country. Biggest markets include Sydney, Brisbane and Melbourne. Documents obtained under freedom of information. I love freedom of information laws sometimes. See, in this case, it's helpful. Right. In this case, it's helpful, because when when it, gets to, when it gets to my liquor, I don't want my liquor to be infected. Infe- infected? No, you definitely don't want your liquor to be infected. <laughs> Impacted is what I was going for. Infected also works. Separately, the ABC found evidence that several Australian companies are selling fake scotch whiskey and tequila for as little as $29.99 a bottle uh the black the black Scout find a Scottish Scottish whiskey approximately 4.7 standard drinks. Ooh, that's a lot 125 mils that doesn't that doesn't helpful uh, the label De Aquos, the black scot whiskey claims it's a product of Scotland in air quotes the ABC C test as international laboratories show that the black scot lacks the unique chemical components to identify it as a true scotch. Nice. Nice. Ladies and gentlemen, your government money is going into investigation of liquors and alcohol. ABC uh, understands that Diacro Bros is one of the three companies facing possible legal action. Uh... When I asked if the company's scotch and tequila were important, one employee said, No, they make them here in Orange. Ah! That doesn't make sense. No one's no one's making, apparently, the rich, rich, fancy scotch in outback New South Wales. That's not happening. Uh, one other employee said it was mixed locally. What does that mean? Mixed locally? That doesn't make sense. A bottle of DeRoy's uh, Bia, Bia tequila costs 20, uh, $28.99 uh, in Brisbane. Something the liquor distributor, who wanted to remain anonymous, said it was impossible for an import. That's very true. Oh, look at them. Uh, do, 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 this goes on. This is a very, uh, fal- tequila falsification. No one wants to be, uh, accused of tequila falsification. Spokesperson says you've continued to report suspicious beverages by calling one three hundred five five two four zero six, 552 406 Or online at foodauthority.newsouthwales.gov.au. Uh, again... The barcodes were missing numbers. <laughs> uh, you know, I shouldn't. I shouldn't love, uh, f- like fraudulent products like this. But there's something to adore about. Something to adore about tequila company, like alcohol companies trying to pull the wool over people's eyes by going, "It's alcohol." You'll be. F- Fine, I promise. There you go. All right, as we continue here on the Direct Live Show for uh, Sunday, it's Dale we're here with you. <sighs> that was a lot to cover in hour one. We we got a lot done. We were very productive, but now we're going to go into hour two, and ladies and gentlemen, we're going to continue the tax time uh, song because. Be here next week, ladies and gentlemen. It's tax time, and whether you like it or not, uh, uh, I'm not looking forward to tax time because tax time is a headache, and I already have enough to worry about about from worrying about tax. This is my new song called "Dale Needs to Be an Adult." Hope you like it. Anyway, uh, we got, we got, and but no, you come to GLS to get all of your tax changes all in one go. Childcare, tax changes, and pay rises. All you need to know that it comes in effect on January 1st. So we continue here on the Generic Live Show for a Sunday, it's Dale Campbell here with you. We're doing it for UKO. We'll see you in hour two.